The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, thank you so much for tuning in on this fine Friday morning. Already sticky out there. Uh, Summertime at the end of May. High in the 90s, low to mid 90s. Humidity up there, pollen through the roof. Come on, rain on Sunday. Might get a shower. Uh, Maybe Saturday. Uh, Nothing's going to be a washout. Sunday could be. Quality Tire Pros over in Cherokee, thank you so much for being our presenting sponsor. Got street closings all over the place, of course, this weekend for the Ironman competition. The Ironman 70.2. Be aware of them. Uh, They go from, you know, the riverfront to Alton Park. Got to be kind of different. The Ironman athletes running through the old hood from the 40s over there. (laughs) Yeah. He said, you know, hey, look at scenic Chattanooga. Wow, look at Chattanooga. Um, actually, Alton Park has it's come a long way. It really has. It's yeah. actually quite beautiful right there now. There are certain streets I would not want to. Yeah, yeah. It's there. like like everything on the, the East Chattanooga and South Side. And so, well, no, North Shore used to be that way, too. One, you, uh, one street was safe for walking down. The other street was take your you know your life into your own hands. I, I remember what the North Shore was like. We're going to jog through Saudi Daisy. You can buy some meth on the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we've got a couple of things we'll be touching on. I paid... 409 on Monday for gas. Paid 429 this morning. Jeez. I, I I failed to mention this. I meant to uh on on you know when we did the, the Monday show for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh that Saturday night when we went out to, with friends for dinner, uh Rebecca looked up and said, "Oh my god, I just saw the gas sign change in my in front of my very eyes." Oh, yeah. It went from like whatever it was, 399 to to 408 just boom just like that you she should, just he looked up and it just changed on the you digital have taken sign the morrison springs road exit this morning it was four nine it, well see that's where i that's that, that's that's i paid 409 that's where it was was over there on Sydney mountain road right where boom. oh you said 419 no no the other day i said the other day on uh, the uh, to, west coast today in, i stopped at Saudi to get some gas and there you go they're installing these new signs that let them put uh three digits or two digits if needed for the dollar value well so if it goes up to 10, oh my what yeah. are they jeff at, i know you're poor why are you getting gas three times in a week because, because he drives 15 hours a day yeah that's 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 why <laughs> because i drive a an hour one way goes a lot longer no, 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 than no. a quarter and a quarter and a quarter exactly. and a quarter he only no, has three dollars exa- each time he don't goes. use your herschel walker <laughs> logic on me <laughs> you can't it doesn't work see the thing is jeff has <laughs> and, been paying the my, same amount for gas all his life he just yes. gets different <laughs> amounts of gas no i stop i this is my habit i stop I a at Coke, a store a candy bar a I paper a, a red bull or and a the Coke, rest goes in Candy yes. bar, a biscuit, maybe a couple of papers, whatever's left out of twenty. Put it on number three. Goes on gas. And now it's three. <laughs> it's three gallons. You know, for whatever it is. I'm, so I'm getting, due to inflation, I'm now you're getting like a half gallon. Yes. Yeah. You're getting like a riding mower. You can worth. just make it the, here. The every top morning. quarter of my gas tank is rusted and has been for a long time. <laughs> the little CRV doesn't get very good gas mileage. The longer I know you, Jeff, yeah. the more I realize most of your problems are self-inflicted. Yes, they are. They are. You just they now are. figuring that yeah, out. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've known him long enough. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that we, uh, everybody should People understand that. People that don't that. know him know that. <laughs> everybody should understand that. Does anybody, I, I saw a Farm Bureau ad this morning with just a little chatter before we get going. Brad Cobb's coming in today to talk about his trip 
over to the combated area, um, Ukraine, with some local uh, uh, police officers and another businessman. And look forward to that conversation. Um, well, I saw, saw this commercial this morning for Farm Bureau Insurance, and it flashed back to like some 40s scene with a couple black and white sepia tone. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while, you just want to go for a pleasant drive in the country. Who does that now? Who gets in their car and goes for a pleasant drive just driving through the country, la, 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 Sunday, you know, go to meet and drive, you know, put on your nice clothes and just yeah. get in the car and ride as a family and just look, look, there's a bait shop. Look over there. There's there's a bunch of people selling Trump banners. You know, <laughs> I, well, who does that with gas as high as I it is? Know. Nobody. I always wonder why. Fix your commercial. Like up in like New York, do they sell like uh, like Biden banners and stickers and stuff? I doubt it. Seriously. No. Nobody huh. feels that the enthused or energized by the Biden presidency. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say right now, too, there's, our, there's speculation about whether he's going to run again in, in 24. No. No, he's not going to run again in 24. I kind of hope he doesn't, but here's I, the thing. I don't think there's any way on God's green earth he's going to run again. He's he will God, He no. will be clearly mentally impaired by then. Well, Jen and I were actually talking about this not too long ago, and, and we, we agreed for once that the <laughs> Democrats have to pick someone who's like, like an Obama-type figure, someone who's sort of an unknown, who's young and savvy. Otherwise, they're just going to lose again. Got to point this out on... Uh, Which means they're going to lose again. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this this week that has just passed us, we saw, of course, that precipitous stock market drop, mm-hmm. uh, 1,200 points in one day, the ninth largest loss, single-day loss in history. You know, combining and adding to Biden's woes in the White House, most of which were not self-inflicted, unlike my own. Uh, just things he couldn't really control. He said also the other day, he, he made the point, and I meant to mention this yesterday, there's only so much you can do from the executive branch mm-hmm. of the American government on gun control. He said, you can't expect me to fix this with the swipe of a, an executive pen. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That's not going to happen. It doesn't work like that. And even even Congress doesn't have a tremendous amount of power because, again, the Constitution is what it is. Uh, one thing flashing back, one thing flashing forward. Did any of you guys know... Uh, this young lady, Beth Kirby, who uh, passed away at the end of last month, and they're having a, uh, they had a celebration of life for her last night at the Cherry Street Tavern, and she was an influencer. She was a food buff and foodie and photographer, and I apparently, read the story. I don't. I didn't, I didn't know, know her. anything about no. it. She did. The, she did a blog called Local Milk. Yeah. Or Local Milkman. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not really sure, but she had seven hundred thousand followers. Oh, that's pretty significant. And yeah, and and she, I. It's you have to kind of read the uh, friends opines, uh, you know, dealing with the obituary, which did not know as obituaries never do official ones ever point out the cause of death. You know, sometimes it says a lingering ickness, you know, sickness mm-hmm. or illness or or died suddenly, you know, something like that. But rarely do they say what they died of. Right. It looks like it may have been self-induced uh she had apparently been very open about mental health issues that she suffered from addiction problems bipolar uh adhd things of this nature for quite some time it's so common Mm -hmm. yeah i mean really but i I didn't i'd never heard of her until i saw this you know the write-up about the celebration of life so more power to her and to her fans and followers out there i'm sorry if you're you know about your loss and uh, flashing forward uh one of the things coming up this weekend is one of those retro baseball things and there's a picture in the Times Free Press from yesterday in the community calendar section, and it shows a couple of older guys playing these old school baseball rules and, and uniforms and everything. And Brian, this is just, it suddenly just, it sent me on this huge nostalgia, you know, uh, rabbit hole. They were deciding who was going to get to go f- first, bat first, with a bat toss. 
And I thought, how many kids today have actually done a bat toss? I don't even know what that have is. Have you done one have, in your life? <laughs> even I, I, I know I, what that I, is. I didn't. It wouldn't surprise me. You have not. A it's, bat toss. No, yeah, you're going to fill when, me in. When, when, you, when you take the bat from from the barrel end and you throw it to somebody and they grab it as close to the grip as possible, you throw it in an inverted way to them and they grab it as close to the top as possible. Okay, well, yeah, and I mean, if they I've, grab it poorly, I didn't know that had a name. Yeah, then you then you do you, the hand over hand thing. Yes. And when you get to the hand, if you can't quite reach the top with your thumb, then the other guy gets to thumb over. How do I know and, this? Oh, I, I know this. Yes. This, this is some that. Sandlot 1955 yes, stuff. I mean, I mean yeah. it, it lasted through the 70s because I saw yeah, my kids doing it in the 80s. I saw my Four. kids doing it on the baseball field when they would play little pickup games before a real game started. Yeah, I don't know. You know, they I, were just, yeah, somebody tossed the bat. They you, bat the you bad try to grab, bears if you, if you did could that. Grab, if you could palm it, you know, if you were quick enough and tall enough to actually palm it, then you got to bat first. Yeah. But, yeah, that was it. If you, if, hmm. you, if you could stretch your thumb, if you had a good long thumb and get over the top, actually cover up the, the, the sides of the bat, right, 27, 32, whatever you were using, sure. then you got to bat first. Or you got to choose. Whichever. See, we reached the point when I was a kid where we had these things called coins. I was gonna say flip yeah. a coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was, well, there was. Man, or if it's your field, you're the home team. <laughs> How about not, that? Not, not everybody, you know, you know, got to got to do that. Would not see. We grew up in the depression, Russell. <laughs> when not everybody had coins in the box. All we had was old sticks. And I understand rocks. a penny back then bought a gallon of gas. <laughs> exactly. It is <laughs> one gallon every week. Uh, <laughs> things haven't changed that much. When your All car right. sounded like <laughs> bad, and then. Your Rochambeau, of course, rock, yeah. paper, scissors, you yeah. know, and you, you, got, you got to know how that works too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna conduct a retro class on schoolyard <laughs> behavior uh, upcoming. Look, look, look for your local YMCA for for listings. All right, uh, Russell Stroud is gonna kick things off here with some headlines for you. All right, good morning, everybody. Uh, County Commission uh, Chairwoman Sabrina Smedley and her former opponent Matt Hollander are filing papers in Nashville to challenge the results of the recent Republican primary. The race. <laughs> Of course they are. Can you, can, can you people not for two seconds? No. The race it's between stupid. The race between Smedley and Womp, who was declared winner, uh, was extremely tight with a difference between them of only 301 votes. Ms. Smedley says, however, that there's evidence of an organized effort by the Democrats to influence, uh, influence the outcome of the election Whatever. by cross-voting. No, that might be true. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. Go ahead, Russell. Sorry, I know this is supposed to be the... Oh, no, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead and do the news. news. That's all right. The the Democratic candidate in this primary, it should be noted, ran unopposed, Matt Adams. So just throwing that one out there. Uh, A man is filing suit against the city of East Ridge and two police officers, Teddy Dyer and Candace Miller. The lawsuit states that a 70-year-old, Alan Cummins, approached on foot a vehicle which had been pulled over and was waiting for a tow truck. He asked what was up and was told to go away by Officer Dyer. The lawsuit states that as Cummins was walking away, Dyer aggressively got out of his car <clears throat> excuse me, and charged at Cummins, throwing him to the ground and cuffing him. Cummins was later taken to a hospital with chest pains. Officer Dyer filed a report stating that Cummins resisted arrest and was belligerent. Well, Cummins says that he has video proof that that is simply a lie. And so now he's suing both Dyer, the person who was with him, the other officer, and the city of East Ridge. One juvenile was arrested and another escaped after someone called 911 reporting suspicious activity in their neighborhood. When deputies arrived, they found the two juveniles, one of whom escaped on foot. They're suspected in a series of car burglaries which have occurred in the uh, which have occurred in the area. Investigators are currently working on indexing all the cars which have been broken into and then cross-referencing the video footage. 
And finally, one person was shot and killed, another badly injured after an eruption of gunfire at the MTSU campus. It happened as high schoolers from Riverdale High School were using the campus for their graduation ceremony. There was some kind of argument outside on a tennis court where the shots were fired. At the time of recording, however, the gunman has not been captured. Officers were spotted looking in a wooded area near some apartments, but uh, so far we've not heard any news of any arrests. And now from the uh, other studio, it's Dave Hooker. I didn't go to Wikipedia to look up a Jimmy Haslam's full name, but Sleaze has to be in there somewhere. Has to be. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. You may know Jimmy Haslam. He was the guy who ran pilot for a while, essentially getting them caught up in all kinds of legal issues because they weren't giving the same sort of discounts to minority smaller convenience store owners as they were the big boys that was frowned upon in their oil distribution business not that there's anything shady about oil distribution but anyway <laughs> so jimmy haslam decides that it's time to go to the cleveland browns after he extorts billions of dollars he and his team of course he was uh, found to be far enough away from the situation where he was allowed to buy the Browns. So what does he do with the Browns? He goes with Deshaun Watson, the quarterback who has 22 allegations of sexual assault from different masseuses. And now some of the interviews with the masseuses are becoming public, and they're every bit as shameful and embarrassing as you would imagine. So where does Jimmy Haslam come in this? He wasn't the one getting the massage. That was Robert Kraft. But Here's where he does come into this is he did something completely unprecedented in the pay of an athlete. He is paying Deshaun Watson, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, $1 million this year. Why? Because he figures that Deshaun Watson will get suspended. I figure it'll be at least 10 games. So why pay him that money now? Instead, a mega contract that is $80 million more guaranteed to any football player than in the history of the sport. Sleazy? Just paying him a million dollars a year when you know that he might not even be able to play this year and then having him for 2023 and really able to get the Browns roll and it would make the dog pound happy. Happy for the sleaze that is Jimmy Haslam, Dave Hooker off the Oak Sports. Jimmy Haslam is a sleaze ball. Uh, he and his brother, then Governor Bill, actually are owners of a chunk of property that butts up against the chunk of property that I live on currently. Really? They actually turned that very valuable property, which which runs alongside Highway 111, over to their nanny, the woman who served as their nanny when they were both children who was still alive. It was nothing but a dodge to get it out of their name when all these investigations were going on. Yeah. And they gave it to her as a gift for being such a dutiful, you know, house servant back in the day. And of course she died yeah, shortly after. And it just reverted back to them, but they got Whoops. it out of their name at the time. They, I mean, I, it was it was it was morbid watching him get away with that as he's gotten away with virtually everything in his in his life. It, it's uh, hookers dead on the money on that one. And uh, at some point, the karmic wheel will turn. Deshaun Watson described the other day, he said, I didn't really do anything wrong, but I, I do admit that the masseuse that was working on me did start crying after my massage. Why would That's she normal. do that? Why would she do that? You know, she just got so emotional looking at his athletic body laying there. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly the way it happened. She's thinking, if only I could be with a man like okay, this. Okay, let's 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 just go ahead and jump on this right now. Um, Sabrina, 
Smedley, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> really? Seriously, you've got you've got to be kidding me. She is asking the Tennessee Republican Party chairman, Scott Golden, to convene the GOP's 66-member state executive committee and the state primary board to look into her allegations that Democrats or independents crossed over and voted in the Republican primary. Let me let me let me explain something to you, Sabrina and Matt, who's nowhere near as vocal and was a kind of not distant third, but he he was not in place. Uh, I believe Weston Womp won with 349 points. It was the 301 votes, if I remember. 301 right. votes. Uh, yeah, points, votes. Uh, he, but he won 54 of the 90 precincts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I mean, so those votes were scattered across. Since 1978, I have been voting in Republican and Democratic primaries as I saw fit. Right. I pull the ballot that I am most interested in and vote in that primary. In the general election, I can tell you that on almost every ballot, I have voted both Republican and Democratic people in their parties for the offices they're running for. Mm-hmm. There is nothing illegal about it. There's nothing abnormal about it. And when people were saying heading into the election, well, for God's sakes, I mean, you got your guy running unopposed, grab a Republican primary ballot and vote for the least offensive of the people that you see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, and guess what? They didn't find you least offensive. Go back to one of the four companies you started when you were, you know, a single mom and, and, and do something. Get out of politics. Leave it for grownups. My God. I can't believe the pettiness. And of Is course that just that racks up more mistrust. Yeah, apparently she's saying that there was abnormalities and something was off kilter. You a crossover voting is normal. You've done it. I guarantee you've done it. And don't lie. Unless you were so determined to become a politician, you were afraid that someone was going to look back and actually see that you voted Democrat. I didn't see this story uh, when I recorded my uh, Stone on Air podcast, which you can find now uh, today uh, and and every week. But I did see an op-ed in the Times Free Press about there being Doing issues that. with this, and I and I got to thinking. It's like I I don't first of all I don't remember registering to vote. No, I I know that I did because well, did, I yeah, can you walk in when you get your yeah, license. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't remember. 16, I also 18. don't remember picking a, uh, a a party a party affiliation. I don't remember doing that. You don't. Either way, it, well, I know I, you must. You can register. No, you must. You can register. And mm-hmm. if I can pick one, then surely. I can change it. Absolutely. If I can't change it, then we're not in America. We're in Russia. You can change it with the blink of an eye when you walk in there. So I I just don't understand what we're even talking about here other than just get news headlines. Being pissy and and Sabrina Smedley is a see you next Tuesday all day long. We all know this. We knew this before she walked in here. We knew when she sat (laughs) down here. She sucks. And Matt Hollander now is just proving that he's a... And Matt, enjoy your retirement. And yes, to, Democrats voted in sorry. droves for Weston Womp because he's a moderate. He, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, did it. We did Don't trust we, the liberal media. Not they. We did it proudly, and yeah. we will do it again. So anyway, there, it's, My God. Just, it's preposterous. Apison getting some repair and renovation funds finally uh, for their ball fields out there. This is kind of a small story, but it's worth pointing out. When the super outbreak hit 11 years ago, they used their ball fields as a place to dump tornado debris, and it's been a wreck ever since. So uh, good for them for finally actually carving out and getting somebody to stand up for their word what and if, though, giving them the money to repair it. Uh, thinking about the election, what if, though, like because it was only a difference of 301 votes, what if they do a recount and they're like, whoops, actually Sabrina did win? 
No, that's not what she's asking well, them to do. Well, I know that's not what she's, she's asking. She's not saying, I, can't, I doubt the count. She's no, 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 saying I, that people crossed over. I know, but I'm saying, what if? If you what? weren't allowed to cross over when you walked into the election place, to, they would, they, they would, they would only you. offer you the yeah. one that you're registered no, for. No, you can't do that. They're, they're rule followers. They're, those people are rule followers. Yeah, guys, this, they're volunteers. This, they do exactly what they This is why precedence do. matters. This is why words matter. This is why leadership matters. And th- this is now in vogue. This is what we do. You question elections. You question everything. It's you just you call fake yeah. everything. Yeah, and, and you can thank the, the, yeah, the thank you, where Trump. we're at. Yeah. You, can th- you can thank that. That's where, oh, it, mean tweets. Who can, Words matter. Leadership matters. Accountability matters. Precedents matter. Tennessee edging out, nosing out a couple of other, uh, you know, potential winners in the stupidest state contest. Uh, 45.7% believe that the 2020 election was fair and that President Biden is the actual winner of that election and is the rightful president. And 43.6%, the slimmest of margins, Still believe that it was a stolen election, landslide. That's victory. a massive, biggest landslide. That's a massive ever. amount of people, which I don't believe in any of these polls. But that's yeah. a massive amount of people that I do believe is somewhat Absolutely. What about the percentage just, of us who uh, don't know and don't care? Uh, there's <laughs> I don't and care there's if a it was whopping one hundred percent. No, no, no. Uh, all right. So President Biden meets with Finland and Sweden at the White House to talk NATO. We have Turkey now saying that they're going to block their joining as a member of NATO, voting member. They have the the right to do so. But I can go ahead and point out to you that this is a very simple, this is President Erdogan doing the old, call me to Joe Biden, call me, because oh, I still yeah. want those F-16s. Yeah, that's you know, if you want Finland and, and Sweden, that's cool, but I need those F-16s that you are not you know, selling me that you said you were going to sell me, Turkey, that your other guy told me he was going to sell me. Turkey is such a loose cannon. The only reason they're part of NATO is because we needed them to be back in the like 60s when we had a nuclear missile station there. I'm sorry, call me, Joey. I'm sorry call to me keep Joey. going back to this, but I think that not caring is completely and utterly irresponsible. Why? Okay. I we can move on now. I didn't vote for either of the two parties, so it doesn't matter Did to me. Did you vote at all? Yeah, but I didn't vote for okay. either of the two parties. All right, well, you voted. Secretary Blinken says uh, other countries other than us need to start sending fertilizer and grain to Ukraine. And I'm thinking when they say grain, they mean to stave off their food crisis, but as much as anything to get them some seeds, uh, actual you know beginning germination seeds, so they can become the you know wheat fields of you know Europe again. Um, and you know we're we're shouldering a tremendous amount of burden right now, trying to hold off a global food shortage and right now dealing with our baby formula shortage uh we have more pressing matters at at hand uh we can't do it all by ourselves i guess is what i'm getting down to all right so high school graduation mtsu one dead one injured in a shootout there strange very odd there's nothing there's there's no place where people can't get mad and shoot each other anymore uh josh ray was the signal mountain city manager for a grand whopping total of one month uh he's out now Mu- yeah, mu- mutual um, agreement. He didn't want the job once he got it and was looking for a job with another city, a similar post. They found out about it, and they said, you need to leave. He said, okay. And as of last night, Elaine Brunel. Nothing about manager. this mostly insignificant story makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> right. no, he no. was let go He yeah. was let go from Shelbyville or Shelby right, yeah. County or something, yeah. and, and it was like, oh, we don't know why. They, don't, they won't tell us. I've tried to Nothing do, yeah. makes sense no. about this I've story. tried to do a write-up on this story about four or five times, and I couldn't do it because I don't because know what's know going why. on. <laughs> You know how to word it, Brad, yeah. it doesn't make a lick of sense. It makes no sense at all. Now, our guest, Brad Cobb, of course, coming in with Village Volkswagen, but that's not the same as Volkswagen 
of Chattanooga. That's the huge Chattanooga plant that yeah, makes yeah. them out there. Uh, they announced a $3,000 bonus for all their production people and maintenance workers and a signing bonus for anybody who wants to work out there. And if you looked at any of the local news stories on this, every bit of file footage of their production assembly lines, <laughs> Latin person, Latin person, Latin person, Latin person, Latin person, Latin person, all the way down the road. Is that so, a problem? No, it's not. I'm saying, but for the people out there whining about people being replaced and taking oh, their jobs, yeah. go apply. Apply for a job and get a job. Keep the job. Work the job. Do the job. Be happy with the job. Quit whining and bitching and blaming everybody else for your sorriness. I think that's a nice incentive. Do you Three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars go a long way right now, wouldn't it? I'll see you guys later. I could fill up my tank. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you ever notice in um, like uh, censuses and stuff? It's like, uh, are you white or Latino? You know, it's yeah, like they merge yeah, them together. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, huh? yeah. I have noticed that, as a matter of fact. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's got Asian, Native American, and then it has, you know, other, and then, yeah, white and, and Latin. And uh, I, I found that to be interesting. Yeah. It's on some, it's not on others. That's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I don't I know use, why it matters what race I, I always am, check other anyway. Uh, Silverdale gets a failing grade <laughs> for cafeteria safety, a 62%. That I actually is news. If anybody in town in a restaurant report gets a 62, it gets reported. So Silverdale, they earned every bit of theirs from what I can see. Wait a minute. Can you lie? I mean, you can lie on the census, so I could be like, I am black. You can. You, could. you certainly yeah, could. That'd be really fun. You identify that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that next time. They'll be like, Mr. Stroud, your race changed from 2020 to 2024. What happened? I'm like, I just stood out in the sun a little bit longer, I guess. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, I, I, this is not really a news story, but I can't help it. I'm just sticking in there anyway, was uh, hawking uh, MAGA steaks. Get your MAGA, MAGA ribeyes, MAGA, MAGA T-bones, MAGA, MAGA you know, New York sirloin strip, whatever. Uh, from a business that was stripped of its Better Business Bureau uh, <laughs> thumbs up rating. And uh, so, yeah, you can get your rancid meat uh, from the MAGA Steak Place. Just talk to a meat expert, butcher extraordinaire, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Speaking of stripping. Uh, oh, my gosh. Martin Shkreli, y'all remember that name? Very well. Farmer Bro, released on early parole after being sentenced to jail for ripping the world off. The 4,000, that's not an exaggeration, percent increase in a vital AIDS treatment drug when he had the authority to do so just jacked it up because he felt like it 4,000 percent and went to jail on all kinds of white-collar criminal charges and has already hit an early parole the first thing he said was he sent a picture of himself being released and out on parole I don't know if he has to do a halfway house or he gets to go home in his own recognizance but he uh, tweeted and he couldn't tweet because he's banned from Twitter right. I guess he Instagrammed out it's easier getting out of real prison than it is getting out of Twitter prison <laughs> now that just should be a slap in the face to the system right there talk, I, uh, talk about truth and sentencing I can't wait till the uh, Joe Rogan interview it's gonna be great uh, the Department of Homeland Security has dropped their push for the disinformation bureau which is created quite a furor on the Republican side of the political fence here in this country not just the Say Republicans it was going to be yeah I, yeah actually it has it has been it has been Lambasting. disturbing to a lot of people it has it has it has been across the board and they it was a rare admission on their part saying that this is blown up out of proportion and it is distracting from our actual election integrity efforts we're trying to make sure that the upcoming election and the midterms are going to be fair and this is 
something we don't need right now. So they just set it aside. The it's whole a, hullabaloo about this. It's a this grand waste ministry of, time. of truth. You Much know? like uh, most government agencies, it is a jobs program for low IQ individuals. U.S. Embassy reopening in Ukraine after three months of being shut down. All the major European countries have opened up their embassies in Kiev. And the stars and bars of red, white, and blue is flying once again there. And, of course, they could take a missile strike at any given time. I'm starting to wonder if that's a strategy. You know, like, you know, we, we sacrifice a couple of Marine guards, and now we have an excuse to go in. The surrender at the uh, steel plant, the Azovstal steel plant, now, according to the Russians, they've got 1,730 Ukrainian soldiers. Mm-hmm. We continue to say they have almost 1,000, nearly 1,000. But I mean, they. Well, that's the same. It was it? it was their last nearly a thousand to seventeen hundred thirty. That's close. Oh, to 17, two, I'm sorry, yes, I thought you just said seven hundred. No, no. Yesterday the number was six hundred forty-three, if I remember correctly mm. from my notes. So at any rate, it, it they lasted as long as they could, yeah. and finally threw in the towel. And now Putin is vowing to interview each and every one of them about potential war crimes and crimes against humanity committed while they were trapped inside the steel plant. Well, there's um, no doubt that, uh, wait, he's interviewing the Russians or yes, the Ukrainians? Yes, that the U- Ukrainians. Oh. Because of the one Russian soldier that has already pled guilty, of right. course, to shooting a civilian. Yeah, I mean, there's document- He was embarrassed. There's, <laughs> there's documentation of war crimes from both sides, but that's, uh, you know, war. Well, you mentioned the the troops that are in there are hardcore. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that there have been a, more than a few misdeeds uh, on their part. Um, Biden invoking Homeland Defense Act to fix the baby formula shortage. That is something he could actually take some executive uh, yep. privilege it's with. actually one of the few things, yeah. Uh, Hunter Biden, for those of you who say it never gets talked about, his tax bill <laughs> got paid by his new attorney, who is best known for brokering the deal for South Park on television. Huh. He's a long-haired, freaky-looking attorney who obviously lives outside okay. of the normal attorney box. He picked up the tab himself. Nothing is stopping him from doing that. No, not at all. It does not stop the investigation. Just because the bill got paid, I will use the quote from the prosecutor involved in this or the investigator involved in this. Um, you know, if you steal from a bank and then pay the money back, that doesn't, you know, absolve you from the theft charge, you know, a the, robbery charge. You know, WikiLeaks has the contents of the Biden laptop, right? They're working yeah. on tabulating all yeah, of it Yeah, the right laptop now. is in the possession of the investigators. And and we already know for a fact that he made $5 million in consulting charges from, you know, the Chinese energy company that yeah. is, you know, at the center of this whole thing. Yeah, the the, the money, it's, to me, the money is not really that concerning. I mean, yeah, it's, it's illegal and whatever, but they all do it. To me, what's more concerning is the uh, uh, potential other uh, nasty things that may have gone on uh, the the stuff that we always complain about conspiracy theorists always talking about it looks like some of that uh, may have happened but we'll have to wait for the so few of the average asshole walking around cares about any of this exactly and maybe yeah. they should or shouldn't is that good or bad that's not my point so few people care well, about it Hunter Biden again yeah, and, you're right yeah. how, how does that reflect on his dad's presidency do you think he did i would argue involved in is his dad presidency is a a disaster ain't got a damn thing to do with the state i I would say that it doesn't really reflect on on him very much at all unless he's implicated somehow in leaked information that would be entirely different here i say that says the guy that just slammed kimberly guilfoy yeah it's just entertainment uh, i mean really all right and uh the last one just kind of a, a a human interest thing the first all-black climbing team has summited Everest. Uh, oh, so a couple of weeks cool. ago, I saw a little bit of a public relations tour on their part. And isn't that amazing? I mean, let, let's talk about societal and cultural differences. How many people 
uh, from African American population in general decide that mountain climbing is for them. I mean, rock climbing <laughs> itself. I mean, we yeah. celebrated this young climber out west. I mean, because he was diversity incarnate, you yeah. know, on the rock, and he's extremely talented. It's true. When you get into technical mountain climbing and what it comes to it, it's nothing in their overall culture, even though I'm sure Kilimanjaro's been run up down a thousand times, leads a whole lot of young black people to that to that field. But I, I, I still, in 2020, it's kind of hard to believe that the first all-black team finally summoned it. I mean, from the globe. It, it is interesting how we categorize sports by race, though. Isn't that odd? Like, we think about blas- basketball as being a predominantly black sport. We think about skateboarding as being a predominantly white sport. Well, right now, Why the, is that? The, young, the young baseball leagues, which I'm going to come back to here in a little bit, we're going to get Brad Cobb in here before we move too much further. You know, it's, it's literally we're looking at these, these youth teams and Dixie League teams, Little League teams, and going, where are the brothers? What happened? Because, yeah. you know, it used yeah. to be as integrated as any sport. Now you don't see a lot of young black youth playing youth baseball. Uh, it is predominantly white and Latin. It's again, a very, expen- it's a very expensive sport to play. That's why basketball and soccer are, yeah, are worldwide. Again, All you need is a, is, a, is a trash can with an empty bottom yeah. and, a, and a ball to throw in it or a net and a ball to kick into Even it. Even playing straight street ball or stick ball, you still got to have an expanse of land. You baseball and football, you, you need lots of equipment. You yeah. need lots of organization. You need lots of people. You need lots of money. You need lots of uh, time. affluency, time. Yeah, but to kick a ball around or throw it through a hoop, you know. That's why they, they played all around the world. Yeah, I mean, think about the travel expenses. Gosh. Well, I'll uh, go ahead and we'll get Brad in here. And all as right. always, I'll just say, once we hit record here at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, which is what you're listening to if you're not aware of that, uh, we just roll. So if you hear a little clatter and some people talking in the background, that's just the way it works here. I'll complete the upfront wrap-up, which is the first segment that we do here on the show, brought to you by CADIS, Council for Alcohol and Drug Abuse Services, for 57 years, providing a continuum of full care, medical detox, inpatient to residential treatment, outpatient, traditional IOP, and MAT services, plus the Oasis Halfway House, Family Way for Early Recovery, Sober Living Apartments. Thank you so much to the good folks at CADIS. Also, I want to point out that the Tennessee Supreme Court, in a 3-2 decision, overturned several lower court rulings that had previously determined the program violated the Tennessee's Constitution. The program I'm talking about is the Governor Bill Lee's school voucher program. It will continue on its course, whichever course that is going to be at this point. Um, have noticed and a columnist for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, actually a syndicated columnist that they pick up from the AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and Bill Torpy, pointing out the same thing that I'd noticed, which is, where is David Perdue's campaign? We're, we're, we're a few days out from the primary down there, yep. and he has been completely unseen for the last several weeks. And this particular columnist down in Atlanta pointed out that apparently he has plummeted in all the pre-voting polling that is going on. I mean, taking a nosedive. And apparently just didn't raise a whole lot of money. No, it's not a particularly big surprise to me personally as a, as a Georgian because we know uh, Brian Kemp's track record. We've seen Brian Kemp as a governor. Uh, we have experience with him. He seems like a sure thing as an incumbent in the election. Why would you suddenly shift to a guy who's ideologically almost identical well, and only has the bonus of a Trump because endorsement? Because the, 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 the Trump Davidians, you know, hate Kemp because he didn't throw the state over into the, you know, stop the steal, you know, Sure, but that's category. a small enough minority. I don't think it matters that much. Well, it's, it, it's intriguing because, I mean, he came on like a, like a lion and went out like a lamb. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, the voters will still have the final say, but I mean, yeah. I haven't seen a spot. 
I haven't no. seen a Marjorie Taylor Greene spot either. No, I've not. Not looking forward to it. Yeah, thank uh, goodness. I've not, uh, but you guys also don't live in Georgia, so that may be. Well, but I mean, have the, you the, seen the, one? the TV market is the Chattanooga it's is a Georgia the TV same, market. Yeah, I mean, that's, I that's what they'll use. I don't have Marcus TVs. Flowers is everywhere, and he's got the primary wrapped up. Yeah, but he's, he's making hay while the sun shines, I guess. And the final story for the upfront wrap up is essentially this: the journal Nature says that having Omicron, if you're unvaccinated, does not give you any shield from further infections, uh, yeah. unlike the original COVID nineteen. Um, infection where your antibody rate goes up. Omicron does not protect you against the Delta or other variants, and we have variants, you know, being squoze out all over the place. Wait a minute, sorry to interrupt, but aren't the uh, aren't the ads geofenced for TV? Or uh, oh, I guess I mean, they it, wouldn't to, be. To, 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 no, not, for a, no, no, for a statewide not race, not in our no. area. Oh, for a I statewide didn't think race. Uh-uh. Now I just the con- it as being the, like digital. The congressional race m- could be, yeah. but the governor's race wouldn't be. I didn't even no, think about Chatt- that. No, Chattanooga is the second largest media market in Georgia. Right. right. You have to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, that is something to consider. Yeah. I just picture them being geofenced like, um, like YouTube and Facebook and that kind of thing. All right. Our guest, Brad Cobb, is in here with us, and good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, sir. Glad to have you in here. Uh, I know you are always busy, of course. Get a plug in for your business and yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, I can't miss an opportunity to try to sell no, a car. So uh, car business, mm-hmm. you dealership. Uh, here in town, Volkswagen, Audi, Chattanooga, Kia of Chattanooga, and then up in Cleveland, Honda, Kia, and Toyota Cleveland. All right, so you've, you've, you've got a whole segment of the market kind of under Just your own Just trying to trying to take care of some of our Chattanooga folks. <laughs> That's not what we're here to talk about today, though, and I want you to get a plug in. You and, uh, I'm assuming, friends, you must have known these people before, and, or maybe you did not, your recent trip to, uh, to the, you know, pretty much near the front lines in Ukraine. And yes, sir. I saw some of the interviews with some of the police officers who went. How did this all come about? So it was, uh, there were seven of us, uh, five police officers, a retired Navy SEAL, and myself. Uh, I knew one of them. I knew Clay Tolson, Sergeant Clay Tolson of the CPD, and he's also a SWAT sergeant. Um, good friend of mine. We ride a lot, do a lot of uh, races together. Bicycle. And bicycles. Mountain and, and road. Well, mountain road, Ironman, all kinds yeah. of running races, all kinds of stuff. And so we were riding on Friday the 26th-ish, I think, and uh, I was asking about his trip, and I said, God, I'd love to go on that, but I'm just not a cop, because he had told me about it, and he goes, well, you, It was you know, originally designed it was for ori- Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, so I, I said, I'd love to go on that, but I'm not a cop. And he said, well, you don't have to be a cop. This is, you know, six guys just going. A couple of them can't get their passports in time, so there's openings. You know, we're leaving Wednesday. I'm assuming you have an active passport. I have an active yes, passport, yeah. thankfully. <laughs> and uh, so I said, man, I'd love to go. And uh, ironically, I was we were riding next to Ruby Falls, and I was I had my phone in my back pocket, so I was kind of looking at it and not really paying attention. Ran smack dab into <laughs> Honda CRV. Park. Oh, my gosh. It was parked. <laughs> I've got Oops. a dent in mine out there. Well, I think somebody did the same thing. I had to hunt mine. down the lady that owned it to try to, to, get, to, to get it fixed. But, so I hit the car. It's I'm bicycling on, safety yes, awareness. Yeah, mark. this is it. It is. <laughs> So I'm laying there on the ground, and Clay comes back, and he goes, "Was that was that real?" <laughs> and I don't respond, and and so uh, he he finally says, "Are you okay?" And I, I say, "Yeah, you know, I pull up, my face hurts, my sweat marks down the side yeah. of the car." Wait it's till you get older. And uh, it's a good thing know, you have a dealership. Yeah, exactly, and body shops. <laughs> so I stand up and I go, "Well, that was a sign from God. I'm either really supposed to go, yeah, or, or really, really not, not supposed yeah. to." Go. <laughs> All right, bat toss, yeah, yeah, coin toss. So I, I put Rock, it paper, on, put it on the shoulders of my wife. I called Courtney and I said, "Hey." Good job. You know, what do you think? And her first question was, well, is it safe? And, and the mission, the original mission statement was we'd be in Moldova and in, in Romania, just helping out moving stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, of course it's safe. Yeah. Not having any idea. Yeah. And uh, she said, well, do you want to go? And I said, yeah, I really, really do. I want to give back. I mean, I'm just like, it's, it's two weeks. 
I can move meetings around, uh, you know, and so I said, yeah, I really want to go. What an opportunity, really. So did a race that Saturday and Sunday, Wednesday uh, afternoon, we went to Atlanta and flew out uh, and uh, spent two weeks. And we, you know, we, we did a GoFundMe page, uh, it raised a bunch of money. And then we had a bunch of pastors. They're kind of holding the city. They're holding the country together from the from from people standpoint. Sure. Um, they're providing food. I mean, there's supplies there. Just nobody has any money. Nobody's working. Everything's shut down. So, yeah. you know, when you start running out of money, you can't buy food. And Zelensky has said that, and other leaders have said that. You know, the best thing you can do is just do business with us. Yes, We exactly. need to get people. And we talked about the embassies reopening in yeah. Kiev. So as the the russian you know efforts seem to be thwarted to the most part in the east and the south they're they've taken what they want to take but they don't seem to be going any further you know well now they, they're they after do, odessa which yeah, is where we were yeah and, and we would wake to air raid sirens and bombs pretty much every day that was exactly my follow-up question i was just gonna say i guess you know business is going on in other parts of the country but where did you go so you just answered how that. scary was that um so <laughs> I, I keep using the analogy of a tornado yeah. So if you're sitting in this room right now and you hear there's a tornado in Cleveland, would you do anything different? No. Okay. Let's say it's at Hamilton Place Mall and it's headed towards Georgia. Would you do anything differently? I there? might glance at the sky. Statistically, could it turn and come back and get you? Yes. Yes. It's kind of the same concept. Those bombs are coming in directed towards specific um, like rail yards, fuel farms, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We were in the downtown part. So could a bomb get you know wacky and go the wrong way and hit our building yes and odessa one of the most historically rich cities in europe it was it's a gorgeous city i've heard stories before of uh people who were in uh britain right when it was being bombed in world war ii and they talked about being constantly bombed becoming so, unflinching yeah because it gets to the point where it's like if it gets me it gets me and if it doesn't it well, you, doesn't. you have to get to that point yeah. yeah well so so you know i felt like you know from a a, a spiritual standpoint i was supposed to be there right mm-hmm. and i'm like if i go and i'm not trying to be oh if i die I die but i just like you know if, if statistically if i'm going it was it, it my time anyway so I, there was never any fear right there was some anxiety at times mm-hmm. um, well you're not used to hearing well, the bombs sirens yeah yeah but you, you are know, used after, to hearing tornado well, sirens got I guess after a few days literally i mean i have videos yeah. of we're walking through a market one day and the air raid sirens go off and this the bells all the church bells ring and they're you have this uh, voice recording of this in Ukrainian, obviously, talking, yeah. get off the streets, blah, blah. Not a single person Moved. does Just, anything different. Yeah. We're walking down the street, not, right. oh, not anything. They don't even look up. No, we, we're walking through it, too. It doesn't. Would you, did you call, I, I just out of curiosity, would, would, did y'all call this a mission trip or is it part of a ministry or was so it just, just a So that's a great thing and I, I got to plug these police officers. This was, so there's a guy named Jeremiah Cook who you saw in the interview. Yeah. So he, he's uh, trying to figure, he was going to go to Burma before all this happened. This all broke out. He tried to get some connections. Hey, I want to go to Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. Nothing was happening. And this was early on. So he says, says this prayer, you know, God, if you want me to go to Ukraine, let my phone ring. Within 24 hours, another police officer that he had never even really talked to about sent a text and said, will you go to Ukraine with me? So that was about early March. Um, so it was five police officers took their vacation time. This wasn't a sanctioned, hey, we want you to go. It's PR. These guys took their vacation time when they could have been playing golf on a golf trip with their family at Disney, whatever, cleaning, the, you know, mowing the grass. They took two weeks of their own vacation time to to travel over there. It was not sanctioned by anybody. Our biggest connection. So Jeremiah went to Tennessee Temple, the old Tennessee Temple, sure. and one of the guys in Moldova that's a pastor was our big connection that kind of got uh. us set up with a lot of stuff. So when we went there, we were going to be on the Moldovian border and the Romanian border, and um, and only going to be kind of delivering food and that kind of stuff well as i was saying earlier we got a pocket full of money and these pastors are like 
we need food here we need medicine there so we took that money went out and bought all kinds of supplies took it into uh, ukraine and then we started just getting supplies in ukraine like we went to uh we we're based out of odessa about half the time went to kiev went to uh, mikhailov a couple of times did a lot of runs around and just uh you know whatever they needed we would go by and supply it for them and like i said i mean the people are incredible and they just they, they don't have money and they can't eat and it's you know so now what we're doing with it we have some money left over we're still funding food we're buying about a ton or two a, a week and they're they distribute it out of the churches and um it's you know they'll, they'll do 200 bags of food people show up that morning take their food for the week and then come back the next week it, so. i think it, it, it stands to to go back and 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 note again the gofundme was not for you guys no. and your expenses it was oh, actually no. for you were yeah, raising money yeah. so, for, so for i put my name yeah, yes, exactly so i put my name and my reputation behind the fact that not a single dollar went to anything but the end user thank you i went even so far as to i, I literally paid the gofundme charges three percent some of the biggest that. global philanthropic organizations do all this work and they give a whopping three to five yeah. percent of what they make no, every year to the actual cause and that was you know there was a lot of people reached out and said i'm so you know i've been wanting to know where to give sure that was going to go to the yeah, ground yeah you know, so the boots on the ground. you know we, we, we kind of slowed down on the fundraising part we're, we're going to we're trying to put a, a trip back together in july um and we'll probably ratchet it back up because i don't want to get money in and not be able to use it right so but it was as I keep saying, my GoFundMe page says it a hundred, a hundred percent of it. I mean, any fees like we had some wire, we had to wire some money to buy some some stuff. I'm paying for that personally because I, I made a promise on the GoFundMe that a hundred percent. So I'm sticking by it because I, I just what you said. You don't want to start. Well, like you know, here's a fee for that. Here's a fee yeah. for that. I just it starts oh, chewing I, I, it up. I remember. I mean, when the Red Cross was under fire, hard, hard yeah, under yeah. fire, yeah, when Elizabeth Doe was in charge, yeah. and they were talking about I think twenty percent and my my wife rebecca by the way if i called rebecca and had the same you know scenario her first question was how long are you going to be gone right. so yeah 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 i was just going to ask how long are you gone so we left well courtney's first question was are the insurance premiums paid up <laughs> yeah. life insurance is it is, are you caught up on that can we raise that for you so i went that we left the 29th and came back the 12th so it was almost two full weeks okay. she went to haiti after the earthquake and she talked about the depression that set in at the end of the day after after giving and giving and giving until it was gone and there would still be the same size line that was there yeah. early in the morning and just felt terrible when they said we're done and and she was literally in tears one day and said one of the people that was one of her best friends involved in this organization and again that was one that we dealt with with the local organization right. score yep, you remember yep. that uh retired business executives and 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 every penny went to boots on the ground because they already had them there because of their mission trips that they took all the time. And we, we saw caravans of Red Cross trucks sitting there while they were buzzing around taking stuff to people. Yeah. And so if you find a way to do it the way you did it, I highly advise it. You will feel much better about your donations and contributions. Did politics come into play at all? Did you ever, even with the people there, did they ask you about our political scenario No, here? nothing here. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, there was... There was uh, every, uh, you know, they're fighting for their lives, okay? I think all that is just gets, it's irrelevant to them. Um, we didn't, you know, we had a lot of interaction with folks. And we had a trans, we hired a translator because of, you know, even stuff like gas stations, you know, which, which fuel, you know, you, you, they still do have uh, attendants that fill your car up, even in Ukraine right now. 
and so even figuring out which gas to put in the car we had and we talked to a lot of people through her and i mean there was once we said american so we we roll up to a checkpoint and there's and one day we did 48 checkpoints and it's obvious that you're american well uh, well we opened our passport yeah. yeah so literally you pull up we had a little sign that said humanitarian effort uh or i'm sorry humanitarian relief and we'd show our american passport and literally, I'd say 90% of the time, they'd kind of look look at everybody's passport, look in the back of the vans, and let us go through. They were so appreciative of somebody from America being there. Sure. There was never any political conversation. I mean, it was um, – the, the only thing that I found really interesting is seeing the um, – so our, our translator showed us this uh, webpage one time, and it showed if you Google uh, Bucha, which is where all the atrocities yeah, happen yes. up outside of Kiev – if you Google that in Ukraine, it shows pictures of the death and destruction and what happened there. It, and it's called Yandex. It's the state-controlled Russian equivalent to Google. Yeah. So yeah. it's their Google. They just but they control it. You you, you Google the same Yandex Bucha, Bucha there. Yeah, Bucha there. It is um a t- it's the a beautiful beautiful pictures in a beautiful city. So you kind of see that there's what's happening um God. from a and and I would say this. It's also not like the Ukrainians. They're also getting their people fired up with some sim- not similar mark or uh, no, propaganda. No, propaganda. There's got to be. It's, there's it's propaganda. Gonna, it's it's propaganda. Gonna, they're trying be, to keep. You, t- you have to engaged. tell your story. I mean, yeah. you 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 have to sell yourself and your your plan. That your was brand the, yeah. your product, your service, whatever you're doing. Because everybody goes, world. "Oh, well, is it really like what you see in the pictures?" And I'm like, "You need to take the worst and the best and kind of add them together, yeah. divide by two, and you're kind of going to see what it's like." I mean, obviously, it's horrible for them. There's no doubt about that. But I'm saying. It, you know, the Russian side of it was everything's rosy and, and we're helping out the Ukrainians. We're taking in, you know, right. refugees. Sure. And then the, the Ukraine side of it is they're going to show the absolute worst of what's happening. Sure. Was it hard to keep your emotions in check? Oh, God. I mean, I, my kids will tell you I'm a crier all day long. So. I know. Me yeah, too. I mean, it was, you know, I, 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 I've done some spe- some presentations on the trip and I, I haven't been able to make it through one without getting yeah. choked up. I mean, there's just... There were some emotional times, and, and, you know, talking about depression, I came back, sure. and this is kind of, I talked about it yesterday with some folks. You really do come back with a whole different grasp of what you're, what's important to you, and then, you know, you that that's the hard part, and then I have this mentality of fixing everything. So I came back with this, I need to fix it, and I had about a month or so of, of kind of depression of, I can't fix it. And I was constantly thinking, okay, what can I do next? What can I do next? Well, and you felt empowered and you were hands-on exactly. and you were making a difference. And now you're back piddling around yeah. and rattling around in your day like an ordinary business and, person. And they're over there struggling. That. And they're struggling. You're like, and I have friends that'll send me, the friends over there will send me texts of where a bomb went off right next to their apartment. And they're like, I need to get back there and I need to get, you know, those people need food and I need yeah. to get them Rebecca clothes. wanted to go back to Haiti so bad. There was no doubt in my mind she would and we haven't been able to make it, you know, uh, work since. I, I'm going to use your tornado analogy. When we had the super outbreak here, we did a lot of uh, uh, just rubble cleanup and work and delivering stuff to people and everything like that. And then you yeah. go back to your re- regular home, which is safe and sound and yeah. unaltered. And you feel like you've just done a controlled dive from 40 feet down underwater and you're getting your first breath. It's a very weird it's t- world, it's, the juxtaposition. And I was, I mean, you know, full disclosure, I was kind of hard on Courtney because, you know, she didn't experience it. And then I come back and she, uh, the, complains is not the right word. She makes a comment of something that's not comfortable in her life. Sure. Which is a valid First world complaint. nation problem. First world. And, and, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're <laughs> complaining about this. And, and typically it was something that mattered. There's but nothing in my on Netflix. Mind, 
Well, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe you are complaining about that. And it, so that was another adjustment I had to make, you know, because two weeks in two weeks in country, you know, we were living on five hours of sleep, power bars, tons of driving. We put 12,000 kilometers on three vehicles. So you you kind of you, you come back to your normal life, like you were saying, and it's like, wow. Wow. I am blessed and I'm also spoiled. Yeah. I, I, that's, yeah. The, that's the way I, I, I think I, I can I can almost put my finger on the way I would probably feel after something like that. But, you know, who knows how it might to rattle your cage. But uh, the, I just a little bit of a follow up there. Actually, no, what do you go ahead? I was you, just going to say, we had um, a, a week ago, I guess, we had a Ukrainian woman who has Chattanooga ties here. Did she right, grow up great here? Interview. Yeah. yeah, it was a wonderful interview, but she she talked. Youth and, there, and, school here, went right, back. Went back, and she was going to stay back in, until the war. There was a guy. There was a guy. And her <laughs> her interview was the most moving thing I've oh. heard in a long time. She tears up. I tear, I mean, times, I tear up at the drop you, of a hat. Usually in the middle of a kind of a, a otherwise just regular sentence, she would just hit the wall, and you see her eyes, you know, get the thousand yards there she would tear up she'd tear tear up up. and i was fighting to control myself i mean here in in between two you know well i did uh, a rotary presentation and and two times i i I couldn't continue i I can understand well i think when you start talking about the people and and you just that you're just like oh it's so raw it is no my my point is just that you you've done such a wonderful thing well the we were very blessed to be able to do it It was i mean it was we i'm saying we're blessed to live in america well amen but i'm saying we were it was and and at at the end of the day it was a really fun trip i mean seven guys doing great things every or not say great things doing giving back you know for 12 basic days and you know sometimes 13 14 hours the in car. officer you yeah. mentioned though and he said this and I know, I know this to be the case and again i'm not trying to make comparisons between wartime and earthquake destroyed haiti or you know things of this nature but i mean we also me and my sons went down to new orleans to help people yeah. out that had chattanooga connections after katrina and the officer said no answering the question pictures and video cannot do it justice the destruction yeah. because you're seeing a frame a framed up shot of one building that when you do the 360 and it's a complete surrounding destruction you can't capture that. You, there's no way to capture that on film or video. And it was the same way with New Orleans as you drove in. The houses that we worked on were badly damaged or destroyed to some degree. And But just wide, ride, riding into town, riding into town, and just seeing the blue tarps, just yeah, miles and miles that. of blue tarps, it was like going, my God. It's off a scale. It's 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 unfathomable. So we didn't see a ton of destruction. They uh, bomb hit Odessa our first night there, and we, we got black smoke everywhere. And we we didn't see a whole lot. We saw a lot of preparation for war, but because um, they were getting, you know, that's that's when uh, the Russians had pulled out of Kiev's when we got back, and they were bringing everything down to the Black Sea, and they're come towards the shore. Um, that's that's we saw a little bit, but nothing like that. And when we went up to Kiev, it was um, we stayed in the southern part. Uh, and you know, saw a lot of army and uh, you know stuff, you know machines and tanks and guns and stuff. But we didn't, we did not see the destruction. We we stayed in more of the safer areas. Uh, Brad, this is Russell Stroud, our news guy. If y'all have never right. met before, Hello, uh, and I know he's got a question. I was just going to ask him one more, uh, and we'll we'll get you on out of here in just a minute. Um, but is there one or two or a, a handful of people that you particularly think about now 
that Odessa is in the crosshairs, people that you worried about every day? Yeah, so our, uh, yes. Uh, and, and before I get off, I also want to mention the guys that win. If, if oh, I yes. Them. Yeah, so oh, yeah. do that real quick. So as I said, uh, Sergeant Clay Tolson, uh, CPD and SWAT, Sergeant Jeremiah Cook, CPD and SWAT, um, retired uh, Navy sniper SEAL uh, Harris Looney, and then uh, Hunter Morgan, who's an investigator, and he's also SWAT, and then Lieutenant Danny Jones, who is retired SWAT, and Lieutenant CPD, uh, six of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. So, uh, and I've already lost my train of thought. What'd you ask me about? Is there, the, is there anybody in particular? Oh, about, yeah, so, so, so really, um, yeah, two people stand out in particular are our, our, um, interpreter slash, you know, Angel. She was so awesome. Tanya, she uh, is 25, just recently married. She lost her brother. Russians Aww. killed him. Her father has disappeared. Uh, they just know those bodies somewhere uh, via the Russians. Her sisters disappeared. Uh, she, they think right. she's in Crimea. Uh, and her mother still is in Russian-occupied territory and um, believes that all that has nothing to do with the Russians. So she's always in our thoughts and prayers. She's the one that we keep up with a lot. She sent us videos. She's the one the other day was sitting in her kitchen and looked out the window and saw a, a missile fly over and it, it, oh my it rocked, you know, within, you know, half a mile. Uh, the second would be a Pastor Sasha who is 27, I believe. Um, he has dual citizenship. So one thing a lot of people don't know, if you're Ukrainian and you're, and you're male and your age is 18 to 60, you cannot leave the country. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to fight, but you can't leave. So Sasha uh, is 20, I think he's 27. He's got a wife and two kids. He has dual citizenship. So he actually took his family to safety in, in, in the West and then came right back. And he is at Trinity. He is single-handedly feeding hundreds and hundreds of people on a daily basis, providing, you know, we, we sent a bunch of uh, first aid kits over there. And then we bought a bunch with that GoFundMe and he's distributing those. You know, we were buying boots for the for the soldiers. Uh, he was distributing food. So, you know, you got a young guy, young pastor, you know, who has the spirit of the Lord and is giving back when he could run for the hills. And so those are the two biggest ones. Sorry, you're up. No, you're good. Uh, quick question, uh, just from a logistics standpoint, what does it look like when you say you're in Moldova or you're in Romania and you've got uh, supplies that I, I guess you've bought locally, right? We bought them in, in Moldova, Romania, and uh, Ukraine. So what does it look like when, uh, first of all, how do you buy them? And then how do you get them across the border following that? Such a great question. Because I'm really curious. Questions. Yeah, so the biggest, so we had a lot of money in the GoFundMe page, okay. uh, GoFundMe that it raised. And it was the biggest challenge because, okay, so if your card, may, if, you're, if you have a visa, whatever it is, and you... Mm-hmm. And they see a card charged from Ukraine. What's the first thing they're going to do? Oh, they block your card immediately. Shut it off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> we didn't really we didn't really think about that. So after the first time it happened, we called and said, "Hey, we're in Ukraine, Moldova, Romania. Don't shut it off." And they said, "Well, we can't guarantee it." They said every mm-hmm. time they're going to they're going to do it about every day. So it came down to we would roll up to whatever store it was in whichever of the three countries, run a card. If it went through, great. The next, if it didn't go through, somebody else in the room would give their card, and we all it all went back to GoFundMe. We'd re, we'd fund those refund those folks, but. Yeah. We had to, and we did. We rarely would we pass a cash machine where we wouldn't pull cash out so we could buy stuff. Yeah. So that was as far as funding it. Um, and, and that's got to be complicated because there's three different currencies now. You're oh yeah. About. So uh, Clay Sergeant Tolson, he was the money man, uh, and he had a bag full of all. Uh, we'd give him all because I took a bunch of cash also just in case. Mm-hmm. And he held on to it, and he'd be like, "Okay, where? What country? Literally, okay, what country?" And you're looking at the Ukrainian dollar has a little pitchfork looking thing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you and then we had so we had euros, Moldovian dollars, Romanian dollars, U.S. dollars, and euros. 
So <laughs> you kind of like, where are we? What can we use? You're like a spy. Yeah. So it was, uh, and it was all in this little bag. Uh, the the last part of your question about pa- getting through that was by far the challenging and burned so much time was going from country to country. I wondered about that. Um, so when we were in Romania with that first night or first full day, we bought probably about eight thousand dollars worth of medicine. We literally walked into three pharmacies with a list on our phone of about 20 different prescription drugs for everything, for pre- expecting mothers to diabetics to everything, and said, we'll take as much of this as you can give us and as much of it as you sell us wow. and we can have. And they literally spent about an hour and a half filling seven or eight boxes each store of, of prescription medicine. That's can you imagine amazing. doing that in, in, in America if you walked into a pharmacy <laughs> and said, Hey, I'll take every bit of this. And, yeah, and they'd say, no way. They would, they'd laugh, they'd go, yeah, whatever. They would. Cooking crystal meth. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so the funny part about that is, so we had to get that from Romania into Ukraine. Yeah. Well, we had to hide it. I mean, Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, so, so we basically, basically well, we smuggled, a couple of times we smuggled. Yeah. Um, and in normal times, Ukrainian, Ukraine would have taken us to jail. They could care less. They knew we were humanitarian effort. Right. But you just burn a lot of time because when you go from Romania to Ukraine, you've got to go first, you've got to go out of, Romania. I mean, out of Romania. So that takes an hour or two. Then you got to get into Ukraine, which which typically quicker. Yeah. Our biggest challenges were getting it back into Moldova. They they would. I spent forty five minutes literally with four people. They were interrogating me on what we were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because we didn't look like your normal humanitarian effort folks. I mean, well, you got a you bunch know, of police officers, and we had yeah. we had plates with bulletproof plates in case you know we went anywhere bad. We never wore them or had any need, but we had them. So they'd see those. And then a couple of guys had some camo backpacks looking like army. They, so they immediately associated us with guns. So that was the hardest. The, we burned so much time at the border crossings. I so, imagine Moldova, sorry, I imagine Moldova was difficult too because they have the Transnistria insurrection going on. We could yeah, never right, go, yeah, yeah we ne- you can't go through Transnistria. Yeah. yeah, and that I had no idea what that was. Now, obviously, I know. And you had to, we had to either go above it or below it, and which, caught, which took a lot of extra time. I can so. imagine. Now we 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 will be out of time here before long, and I don't want to be, but uh, it's just the nature of the beast. Just you're, a couple you're, of quick you're, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you're planning to go back in July. Uh, that was that was my yeah. final question. I know you're going back and can hear it in your voice, and 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 I'll I'll, I'll tag onto it. What can people do to help? Well, yeah, and that was my next question. You're going back in July. You're going to try to. Is there still that GoFundMe? So and can I, you send me the link to that yeah, so, so I what can I would post li- it? Yeah, what I'd like to do, um, as I said earlier, so if I go, and on this trip, on the first trip and the second trip, I am literally just hired hired help. I, I say hired, not getting paid, obviously, but I'm saying sure. I'm there to drive and to load and do whatever they need to do. The brains of the group, Jeremiah Cook and Danny Jones, are really, uh, and I forgot Juan Cuba. I apologize. He That's also okay. was there. Uh, he is a, a, a police officer. He was the one that sent that text, will you go to Ukraine? Yeah. He's actually back over there. He quit his job. He's going. Wow. He's moving there full time. Wow. Total commitment. Wow. Yeah, total commitment. So, um, so if, if Danny or Jeremiah put the trip together, we're talking about July. I'm in. You yeah, know, I will move whatever I need to move to to be there. But I'm not. I would never. I, I don't have the skill set to to plan all that. I'm a worker on this. Uh, relative to the GoFundMe, it's not off. But I'm not really trying to promote it. What I've told several people is when we decide to go back, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you this. Let's ramp it back up. Yeah. We need to raise some funds um, because I don't, wanna, I don't want people to give. It's kind of that same thing of fees. I don't want to sit on a bunch of money right. and, and, and not be able to say, hey, and, and I do updates on our GoFundMe. Hey, this is what just went for. So mm-hmm. 
when we go back, I will definitely yeah, you know, please send do. out the red no, alert. Knowing you as much as I do and, and knowing other people in this town who are movers and shakers and leaders of men, I mean, I know that everybody glances you when it's time to do something. You you know, you're the logistics guy. You're the idea guy. You're the guy that gets things done. It's nice to be on the peace train as a passenger oh, yeah. and not, not the engineer every once in a while. Like that. The only thing I was in charge of was negotiating. I mean, literally. So we would, <laughs> to your you're point. Definitely hey, yeah, yeah. We have, yeah. We have was, an auto dealer yeah. guy here yeah. with us. So it's funny. So talking about your uh, talking about your um, uh, uh, going across borders. So we show up to this one border crossing, and the line is because everybody's trying to get out yeah. or in whichever way you're going. So I'm like, we can't, you know, we can't burn two hours waiting to get to the front of the line. So I literally I put my van in park, get my phone out. Google Translates is incredible because you oh, can yeah. do any language in any language. It's incredible. So I I get my phone out, obviously U.S. to Ukrainian, and I walk up and I type in there something along the lines of. We are Americans on humanitarian relief effort. We need to get back to Romania. I'm sorry, Moldova to pick up supplies so we can bring them back in the morning. Walk up, show it to this guy. He reads it. Like it's a concert ticket on your phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're way in the back. He goes, bring your, he, he types in my, bring your, bring your car, come on up. So we pass, you know, I'm going to say 50, 60 cars. He goes, lane four which there was nobody in lane four. Lanes one and two had 20 cars each, and lane three was closed down. We go to the front of the line. We maybe sat there 15, 20 minutes for our paperwork. Fastest by far. So I've sat know. longer at the Canadian border. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you I mean, mentioned Disney. I was like having the speed pass. So that was kind of my, that was kind of my <laughs> job. It happened several times where I'm like, hey, we don't have time to wait for this. So I was kind of quote the negotiator, and I'd 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 be the guy that didn't want to wait in line uh, yeah. because you know we were you know it's you know we were doing good, and I mean we sit there for two three hours. It means we missed our next yeah. job. So Idle hands are not doing anybody's. And it killed me to waste time. Well, are you doing the Ironman? I, I hate to run. I love biking. I love swimming. I hate to run. It hurts too if much. If you see me run and call 911, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, I'm cha- <laughs> somebody's chasing me if I'm running. Yeah, exactly. Either I'm chasing or somebody's chasing me. I'll do a trail run, but no. it, yeah. on the street, it just bra- it, I'm too old. It Last beats my body up. Has anyone ever told you you look a little bit like Steve Carell? Oh, yeah. I, real quick. Have you used that to your advantage? No. My name is All Steve right. Carell. I'm here from America. All right. I got the best. This is the best Steve Carell. This, this is on my kids, my marriage. This story is zero percent ride in riders in Belgium. we were sitting outside a boathouse waiting to figure out where we we're going to go one night yeah and this guy walks up and goes hey steve you know what are you in town for and i go no my, my name's brad and he goes oh yeah 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 whatever 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 goes inside <laughs> okay goes inside comes back with his wife and says hey steve can i get a picture with you oh my gosh and i literally took my license and said my name's brad cobb i live on lookout mountain i, I live here <laughs> the guy was pissed at me bubble, he's like oh my god bursting. i'm like maybe bubble i should have just gone so would, yes that's my steve carell absolutely <laughs> please, to meet you. please yeah. please go see my new movie yeah uh whatever it is man thank you so much for absolutely thanks for y'all yeah and i will definitely let y'all know if uh, when we go I, I, yeah it, it's it is uh I, I, it was the most incredible trip it was just the people and i, I if i can say if you if you listen to this one thing Please know that the Ukrainian people are incredible. They're most resi- they do so much with so little. They have an incredible attitude. Um, and the guys that I went with, I can't give them enough props. They were they're such great leaders. And to know that our CPD is 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 personally giving back to other countries just because they feel like it's the right thing to do is. You know, we should be go go hug as they say on Fletch, go hug a hug a cop. All right, uh, yeah. thank you so much, brother. I yeah, thank you all. And, and you can just y'all. make make your way out and send Brian back in, and we'll call it a, a very very good interview. Please tell your people to yeah, listen absolutely. tomorrow morning. 
And uh, Friday morning, as you're hearing this, of course, this morning it's here, so you you already know. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll go ahead and jump on uh, about 14 places up real quick here. And appreciate to you guys listening. Chattanooga Driving Show. Jeff Styles with a Y. Jen Lambert here. Russell Stroud over there. Brian Stone over there, also with a Y. And of course, Brad Cobb, our friend who just came by and did that interview with us. We appreciate him tremendously. Everybody's got one. I'm going to skip over that today. I'll tell you this. Brought to you by People's Home Equity. The Duh Moment. I'll go ahead and jump on for a second, simply because I said I was going to. What an incredible interview! I, yeah. I'm, I'm still, yeah. Well, Just, I mean, it's it's it. I, what a we, beautiful we, we can thing stop he's right doing. Now. We yeah. can stop right now and have no trouble with it whatsoever. I was just going to share this one with you. This is uh, has to do with uh, our former president. Uh, George W. Bush, who oh, I saw this, I know was, this story. Yeah, who uh, <laughs> people need to give him a break. I no, had, they do not. I had, he yes, invaded they do. freaking Iraq and I killed had, so many people. I had my double mea culpa moment already right. this week, and uh, my bad followed by another my bad on the first my bad. <laughs> and uh, you know President, we should really give Stalin a break. That guy gets too much. President of a hard time. Bush did say that the. Invasion of Iraq was yeah. brutal and unjustified. Yeah, and then he and, said, "Give me a break. I'm 75." <laughs> and then, some, but our president's 79. Somebody was standing there looking at him with this vacant, you know, blank look on their face, and they go, "Iraq." And he goes, "Oh yeah, I did that one. <laughs> Never mind. No, no, you oh, know was, what I mean. That was you know my I mean. brutal Ukraine, invasion. Yeah, that was my brutal invasion. Oh my goodness, <laughs> the ultimate Freudian slip, authoritarian strongman, you know, <laughs> who, who wanted more. I can't believe that a country would invade another country that had nothing to do with a terrible terrorist attack on their own country. And terrible. the, the, the moment brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors. I'm sorry, that's just too good. And also in the duck category, I could have pulled that audio. You should ask me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I I didn't know if we'd even get to it because i knew that we would want to focus on brad's story here but also you've mentioned the the signal mountain uh vehicle thefts at signal point up there and mm -hmm. how they they grabbed them they were bound to be grabbed not only were they driving a very distinct car video is everywhere you guys you're being surveilled all the time they drove a very distinct car the woman that was in charge of spending the money uh using the cards <laughs> from people goes up to a Walmart and apparently doesn't know that every purchase you make at these places, you are being photographed yeah. down yeah. to the detail of your tattoo on your wrist. Right. Y'all got and any she, meth? She had a spade, like a spade of clubs, you know, right here on her wrist that had a quote from Alice in Wonderland in line in it. It was the most definitive tattoo you've ever seen in your life. And then she gets in a gold old MC, GMC Pacer or something like that. A car that stood out in a lot full of cars. Of course they're going to be caught. You have to keep in mind, you can't get away with anything these days, folks. You're on video. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The, the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq, I mean of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, anyway. Uh, Ouch. 75. Ouch. <laughs> sorry, that volume wouldn't uh, No, it was okay. We all heard it. And I'm sorry, I got tears in my eyes. I, I do not think he should get a break for that personally, but. No. Uh, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. They're there. Don't need no, We literally oh have God. like five minutes left. What I do you know. want to do? Just like the Nazis um, in Ukraine. They're there. Well, I, we can do what are you doing, or no, we, can, we can not do not. what are you doing. Let's we just can end it early. Just uh, yeah, Pimps Corner. Have a good you weekend. Do you want to do you, do you want, do you want, do you, do you I have feel like anything I say will sully the impact of what we 
we've already Thank done. you to Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. Thanks to uh, Bruce Dodd, not only at People's Home Equity, but also the Intentional Living Project and the IntentionalLivingProject.com. Color Creek and, Press. Yep, Mountains Looking at Each Other segment, also sponsored uh, by Bruce Dodd and the Intentional Living Project. I was just going to tell you the story, and I'll, I'll end it on this. No regional roundup, shotgun shoutouts, none of the rest of that stuff today. We'll, we'll catch you up on Monday. Thank you to our guest, uh, Brad, for swinging by and talking to us about that. I was just going to say this. Um, you know, when I was a parent, and I, I just I, I was driving by the Saudi Daisy ballparks when I was a parent of young kids, oh. <laughs> by the ballparks, <laughs> and, and, and all the youth. We talked about youth baseball earlier this morning, and I just looked out, and I went through this biggest nostalgia, you know, time tunnel all of a sudden, and I remembered one night in particular when my kids were playing ball, and it, when you've got you know several young kids in a house you can get run ragged you've got scouts boy and girl scouts you've got ballet (laughs) you've got tap you've got drama you've got baseball you got softball you got all these things going on and literally there's no time you work you come home you run back out the door and i'm standing out there at nine o'clock at night and i get up at four in the morning and i'm standing in the outfield as one of the coaches you know you you ump your own games ref your own games you know nobody's being paid to do that and I'm just sitting out there, and I'm going, God, I'm going to be so tired tomorrow. It's been such a long day. And all of a sudden, I just kind of got quiet, and my mind got quiet. And I just started looking, and there's all these kids talking back and forth and throwing the ball between innings. The moon is on the rise, a big, fat, full moon in the sky. I remember it so distinctly, a gorgeous night, stars all over the place, and the smell of popcorn wafting through the air, and, I just, and, 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 and the smell of cut grass. I mean, they just cut the grass. And I'm sitting out there, and this probably about this time of year, right before summer began, which was All-Stars, right? And that stretches your whole baseball season out for the rest of the summer. And all of a sudden, I just realized, I wouldn't rather be anywhere in the world. Yeah. I said, absorb this, Jeff. Absorb this moment, because it won't be here forever. And you think at the time, that's where you are. You're, you'll always be that car dad and running from place <laughs> to place. And my parents used to just laugh at me. Because they didn't do that. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to play ball, I got on my bike and rode to the ball field. I mean, even when we were playing organized ball, that was just the way it was. They didn't do that. They thought I was crazy. And now I look back at that and realize, as put upon as I felt, you know, by life in general and what's happened to me, what happened to the cool guy I thought I was, you know, when I was young and, and, and on my own, I long for that for that yeah. feeling again i guess i could volunteer i guess i could say i'm a, I'm a granddad i just want to just give back to the community that would be creepy i'm sure and they'll and say they wait a minute you're jeff styles yeah, <laughs> but i just it just i had that flashback to that feeling and i could smell the grass i could smell the popcorn i could hear the kids i could see my little you know lucas there who just turned 32 yesterday a little whitehead bobbing up and down around yeah. third base and just going <laughs> Well, what am I bitching about? Yeah. This is this is heaven. It this goes is heaven. so fast. It does. It I know really you, does. you feel the same way. Yeah. You guys might one day too. I don't know. Nope. Thank you for tuning <laughs> in. I'll just take your word for it. Chattanooga <laughs> Drive-In Show. Thank you very much for listening. Continue to listen. Give some money and some time and invest in our sponsors. Tell them that you're listening. Again, we talked yesterday about the fact that this thing is actually succeeding on every level. And we're very proud of it. So continue yes, to listen, are. spread the word, share it with everybody. Think about this. How many other shows do you have where one of the hosts actually knows what Transnistria is? <laughs> Not very many. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, thank you. Uh, tune in again Monday morning. Have a good weekend. For more of the same but different. <laughs>